0: The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet five bucks to get one hundred and fifty dollars instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call one eight hundred gambler. In West Virginia, visit www1800 gambler.net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight hope and why or text hope and why. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort twenty one plus age varies by jurisdiction, Boyden, Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: What's up, guys? It's Harrison Phillips here. And you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on the Circle the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. Where else would you rather be than
0: right here?
1: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills
2: fan, Nate. Hey, Bills fans. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to discuss the Bills win today against the Miami Dolphins in Miami, 31-28 to to go 2-0 overall and to go 2-0 and in the division. We'll go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our plays of the game, and as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. We'll also do our weekly podcast giveaway, but first, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike, Fellas, it was a it was an interesting game today. The Bills kind of started out like last week against the Jets where they were dominant in the beginning and then they uh, kind of allowed the other team to get into it a little bit more. Except this week, the Bills defense just couldn't seem to stop the opposing team's offense like it had last week. So this was interesting. I mean, you you can't we can't even begin to discuss the game without discussing Josh Allen. Josh Allen just had an absolutely phenomenal game for all the people that thought he couldn't have a 300 yard game last season. He not only had a 300 yard game last week, but he had a 400 yard game this week and was just, he was just lights out. He was the, the guy that you would hope that your team drafted seventh overall back three years ago. And um, it's just, it was just a tremendous game by him. Another come from behind win for Josh Allen to add to uh, another notch in his belt in game winning uh, fourth quarters. And, I, I don't know. I was just I was excited to see it. Obviously, you hope your defense plays a little bit better against, you know, a team like the Dolphins, a Ryan Fitzpatrick led offense, which at any point they could score eleven points like they did last week against the Patriots, or they could score twenty eight points like they did. And even at the end, you know, the Bills offense or the Bills defense was struggling to contain Fitzmagic, but they, they they ended the game, they got the W. Um, what were you guys' thoughts on the game? I'll start with you, John. Did you kind of see it the way I did?
3: Yeah, I mean, it definitely hurt missing Edmonds and Milano. I think Miami definitely took advantage of the middle of the field there, uh, with Giuseppe and some of their other, um, play calling. Um, but they, they did hang in there. They had the goal line stopped. They forced some field goals. Um, it wasn't a total disaster. Um, and then obviously the offense came through in the end, even though they, they had a, you know, a weak uh, opening to the, to the half.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Great points. What about you, Mike? It's just a strange
1: game. Really fun to watch. I mean, we could talk about the offense, the defense, Josh Allen, just a lot of different things going on, right? The CBS power outage, the lightning delay. It's just a strange game. But the overriding thing for me to take away is like just it's it's fun to be a Bills fan and we're all lifelong Bills fans and it's nice feeling like no matter what happens, hey, we're in it and we're going to win it. Great feeling.
2: Yeah, there's always the ability now. That's that's a great point. Both you guys brought up good points. Uh, Mike, I'll start with yours about the ability to always be in a game. I mean, last year, I feel like last year, pretty much every year before last year, except for when Drew Bledsoe was quarterback, if the Bills got behind big, they didn't have the horses in the barn to to win a shootout or to win a come from behind when they got down to, by too many points. Um, you know, today wasn't quite that game, but it, it gave you gave you great optimism to say that if they're down by, you know, a touchdown or two touchdowns at any given point, they have, they have the ability to score. And, and John, you know, you brought up a great point about Milano and Edmonds being out. I mean, we were kind of looking at that game as this game is like, well, you know, let's see if it matters. Let's see how good the dolphins actually are. Well, they just tore apart the middle of the field. I mean, the bills couldn't stop anything defensively. I mean, Mike, Gesicki, the dolphins tight end had an incredible game. And he made the the Bills' defense look pretty bad. And I thought Tyrell Dodson, the Bills' starting middle linebacker with Edmonds out, I thought he had a, a really good game for being a second-year player, undrafted rookie out of out of college, and um, in his second year, his first start. And I thought he looked pretty darn good. But even then, it just wasn't enough. You just don't realize how good those two guys are, except for when they're both. Not in the game. and and we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. We did our one thing that we're looking forward to in the twenty twenty season and one thing that we're worried about in the twenty twenty season. I said one of the things that I hope continues to happen is the bills were the fourth had the fourth lowest amount of lost games by starting players. And you're talking about two lost games with Edmonds and Milano, and those were two very important. Games that were lost today, um, and and it showed in the defense. And you know, as good as the Bills' secondary was, man, it just they just couldn't stop Fitzmagic and the Jaceki. That that little connection they had going there. Um, the, the power outage was just it was it was so weird that that would happen on a game like today. And and I don't remember the last time that happened. And then, like you said, Mike, it kind of went to the to the. Then there was a lightning delay. It was just what a weird game. I don't think it ended till like about five thirty. Eastern time or about five, no, about five o'clock, I guess, just a, just a weird chain of events. And, and, um, but yeah, man, gotta, gotta hand it to, uh, to the Bills offense and Brian Dable called a great game. The Bills running game finally got going a little bit. Um, Josh Allen didn't have to run all the time just to make the offense, you know, actually spark some offensive production and,
3: yeah, it's kind of nice that you don't have to like you're you're getting towards the end of the game and you ha- and you're like counting on your defense to get a pick six to be able to get enough points to win the game, right?
1: A pick six and then an onside kick and then a touchdown <laughs> with no timeouts remaining.
2: And three and every single touchdown has to be a two point conversion. Also, it can't just be an extra point. <laughs> you're like, okay, we're only down by twenty with five minutes left. All right, all right, if we score now. <laughs> There's plenty of time. Okay, we scored once. All right, there's plenty of time to score another. Oh, we missed a two point conversion. All right, we're just done. That <laughs> was almost like what it used to be to make the playoffs, like when we were in the hunt. Okay, okay, well, we were in the hunt, but we were like, like, like at the very end of the hunt, <laughs> you know, like six and eight or whatever. On the
1: second screen, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like no, no, keep of scrolling. In the hunt.
0: Teams in the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it's it's it was good. Let's go right into our stats of the game. Stats of the game brought to you by our T Public store.
0: Three words for you. Treat yourself.
2: Um, if you guys haven't checked out our T Public store at TPublic.com slash stores slash CTW pod, we put up six new designs last week. We're putting up two new designs this week for um for you know, I don't like to get too political on this podcast. But um there's there's a there's a duo I'm voting for this season and it is Allen Diggs 2020 and I know you've seen the 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 yard signs and stuff like that a lot of people in Buffalo are doing that well we're doing a t-shirts on it and our slogan for this t-shirt is make touchdowns great again and Allen Diggs connection it was the first time that Stefan Diggs had a touchdown as a Buffalo Bill and it was really cool to watch so again check that out it's at tpublic.com/stores/ctwpod slash and the Allen Diggs Uh, designs will be uh, 35% off, so $13 t-shirts for those specific designs. So let's go right into Josh Allen, the man of the day, the man of the hour, the king of the fourth. Josh Allen, 24 for 35, 417 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. For a completion percentage of sixty-eight point six percent, so just just an unbelievable gain by Josh Allen, no turnovers this game. Um, you know he took well, I think it was like forty-six attempts last week to get over three hundred yards. He had about ten less attempts. He, he's just his average. Uh, Buffalo Rumblings had this. Matt Warren had a good article that you should check out. But he mentioned that the Bills uh, Allen threw for eleven point eight yards per attempt, which is unreal because it's around seven or eight yards per attempt is really really good. So you're talking about that guy, Josh Allen, crushing it by about four yards per attempt. This was from at, at fan 1970 He took a screenshot of a scream on NFL game day that said um, quarterbacks with 650-plus pass yards, 70-plus completion percentage, and zero interceptions in the first two games of the season in the Super Bowl era. You have Josh Allen this year, 2020. You have Patrick Mahomes last year in 2019. You have Drew Brees the year before that in 2018 and you have Peyton Manning doing it in 2010 as a Indianapolis Colt. So that's, uh, that's amazing. (laughs) That's, that's a good crowd to be in. Not gonna lie. Uh, That's, that's good to see. Um, as far as stats go for Josh Allen, let's keep it on Josh Allen. He was tied for third in team history for the highest, uh, passing yardage in one game. The highest is drew Bledsoe in 2002 with 463 yards the next was Joe Ferguson in 1983 with 419 yards, and then Drew Bledsoe again in 2002 with 417 yards, and, and Josh Allen tied Drew Bledsoe's uh, third third highest uh, game total today with his 417 yard performance. Uh, great game again by the Buffalo Bills starting quarterback. Just hey, so so, let's go into the Bills rushing game. Here's my quiz for you guys today. I think John went first last time. How many rushes did Josh Allen have this week? Now, mind you, last week he had 14 rush attempts. How many did Josh Allen have this week?
1: I will say nine.
2: John? Eight. John's right. And John's closer, at least. He's only four four rush attempts today for Josh Allen. So everyone, including me, that was worried that every game was going to include like how many times he was going to have to rush either scrambling out of the pocket or design runs and he only had four today there was only he had that one really good run today where it was a 16 yard rush, he had a first down and it was a design run call, it was a great call and um, he slid at the end Like I swear to God, like he's he actually slid at the end. He didn't take a a shot to the head. He didn't get taken out at the legs. He slid, no contact. Great run by Josh Allen. Isn't that that's one of the things that like you just you can't take for granted with Josh Allen? Is he improves not only season to season it appears, but also from game to game he can learn these things. I mean, how many quarterbacks have we gone through that just like you know they just never learned to slide ever, or they never you know learned how to. Hit receivers in stride. <laughs> Josh Allen was hitting guys. He he is almost perfecting that throw, you know, where it's like it's down the field, it's across the field, and he just drops it in a breadbasket to the receiver. He did that at least, I think, once to Stephon Diggs, once to Cole Beasley. It was just, I mean, he was just, he's just so accurate on those touch passes now. <laughs> So good. Devin Singletary was the Bills' leading rusher today. He had 10 carries for 56 yards. Zach Moss was second on the team, eight carries for 37 yards. Both Devin Singletary and Zach Moss were over four yards per carry. Devin Singletary was 5.6 yards per carry. Zach Moss was 4.6 yards per carry. So the Bills getting the job done on the ground when they needed to. Stephon Diggs. Now, Stephon Diggs had a... Had such a great game. It was a top 10 game for Bills receivers all time. He had eight receptions on 13 targets for 153 yards and one touchdown. Unbelievable. He didn't take nearly as many shots today either. Even though he did end up on the, underneath the Dolphins bench on that one play, <laughs> he was just he was crushing it. He, he had an amazing game. This is why you trade away your first-round pick for a guy like that that can just change the game altogether. And then you had another great game from John Brown. I mean, this is this would have been a great game from John Brown last season. Four receptions on six targets for 82 yards. He had a touchdown. He had that one long touchdown at the end uh, in the fourth quarter to put the Bills up by 10 points. You had Cole Beasley, had five receptions on six targets for 70 yards. Isaiah McKenzie, two receptions. For 47 yards on two targets. He had that one 46-yard reception that we didn't get to see because the game was blacked out. Dawson Knox had one. We'll talk about Dawson Knox later, too. One reception for 38 yards. Devin Singletary, two receptions for 20 yards. The Bills starting to get the screen game going. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. That was almost non-existent last year. We kept wondering if it was going to happen, if, if, if it could happen. And this season... It appears that they're starting to finally get it going and starting to use these dynamic running backs like Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, guys that have the ability to evade tacklers, make a guy miss, and get some extra yardage. And then you have uh, Gabriel Davis had the one reception for six yards and that one touchdown to put the Bills up in the fourth quarter. And then you have Reggie Gilliam with uh, one reception for one yard, one touchdown, his first touchdown as a professional football player. And it, that was that was good to see. That was what the what the Bills started off with, their first touchdown of the game. Now let's go over to the Dolphins side of the ball.
0: Ho, 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 Fitzmagic!
2: Magic was thirty one for forty seven, three hundred twenty eight yards and two touchdowns. Miles Gaskin was a leading rusher for the Dolphins, four or seven carries for forty six yards, for six point six yards per carry. Matt Breida. Seven carries for 37 yards, 5.3 yards per carry. Um, you know, Kind of surprised that the uh, the Dolphins didn't run the ball more, but um, they didn't need to because they were passing the ball just fine. Uh, Mike we're going over to the receiving side of the ball, Mike Giusecki just had uh, a monster game against the Bills. Eight receptions on 11 targets for 130 yards and one touchdown. The Bills just had absolutely no answers for Mike Giusecki, whether it was Levi Wallace, whether it was... Uh, Dean Marlowe, nobody could cover him. Obviously, A.J. Klein couldn't do it. Um, The Bills were trying everything, and they just weren't having any success. Isaiah Ford was the next um, leading receiver for the Dolphins, seven receptions on nine targets for 76 yards. And then Devontae Parker, next up there, five receptions on eight targets for 53 yards and a touchdown. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. After that, we'll go into our plays of the game, our wall of famers and wall of shamers, and our giveaways for today's podcast. So stick around and we'll be right back. Support
3: for this podcast comes from Smart Water. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smart Water Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smart Water Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.
2: All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show. I'm your host Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with my co-hosts John and Mike to recap this victory, this 31 to 28 victory. Do you guys see I I know that there is um I mentioned to you guys this before I got before we started recording that, you know, I was listening to a post-game show and they were a little negative, not not completely negative, but saying that, you know, you know, when they do when they come from behind against a good team basically saying you know then then I'll be interested then I'll then I'll actually pay attention this was just it was a decent win to me I guess I kind of see the steps of becoming that team that can really beat a good team because in order to do that I mean the Bills offense has just been lackluster for so many years I think we actually have the offense to keep up with almost any team you know that that's around there I mean you know, the Patriots could only score 24 points last week. The Bills scored 31 points, you know. So I think that the Bills' offense is finally good. Now, once we get Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano back, hopefully this next week against the Rams, I think the Bills can be—have almost a complete team, offensively and defensively, and I think special teams is is up there too. What I mean, are you guys kind of looking at this from an optimistic standpoint? Or are you guys cautiously optimistic, or is it still a let's-wait-and-see Prove it to me when you play a team like the 2-0 Rams next week.
3: Yeah, I mean, the any other Bills offense of the last, like, 18 years wouldn't have won today, right? So I think you have to give them credit.
1: I think you've got to win these first two games. They're divisional opponents, and then I think they're the two probably the weakest teams the Bills will face all year, um, maybe with the exclusion of the Broncos, right? But otherwise, the Bills have a heck of a tough schedule this year so you've got to win these games where your opponent is inferior so i i'm just week to week hoping to enjoy watching the games and so far the bills have really put on a show and it's been very exciting but i will definitely be more optimistic when they beat a higher tier opponent i think next week's going to be a, a tough challenge but a fun game to watch hopefully they can pull it out but definitely a higher caliber opponent
2: I think that's the last step in this process of becoming like a top 10 team in the league or a top 12 team in the league is the ability to beat those teams. Because last year, I mean, they only beat one team, I believe, with a winning record. And they went 10-6. and And that one team that had a winning record was like the 9-7 and Titans, right? And the Titans didn't even have, you know, Ryan Tannehill playing for them, starting for them when the Bills played them. So it's like the Bills definitely need to prove – against a good team, but I'm optimistic. I'm sure all bills fans out there are optimistic. I mean, I did a poll on Twitter before the game saying, you know, the bills were five and a half point, you know, favorites. Where do you see the bills playing? You know, I gave the options, you know, cover the spread, you know, win, but by, by less by five or less and, or lose. And 74% of bills fans had the bills covering, you know, the spread. So winning by six or more essentially, and they didn't do that. And, uh, you know, but again, not pessimistic, just yeah, let's 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 see it against a good team. But I don't know. I was happy with today. I was happy with the ge- way the game ended. Let's go into our sweep. I'm, I'm
1: thrilled, thrilled about today, right? But they do play Rams just a couple years off of a Super Bowl appearance. Um Raiders are always tough. Titans, you mentioned, um they play the Chiefs, right, with Mahomes, um, the Pats twice, the Seahawks, the the 49ers. Steelers Like Incredibly tough schedule So we gotta keep Winning these games
2: Alright let's go into Our sweet Sassy Molassi Plays of the game
1: Sweet Sassy Molassi Get out the checkbook And pay grandma For the rubdown
2: Alright John Let's start off with you What is your sweet Sassy Molassi Play of the game In today's victory
3: I'm gonna go with The uh, Josh Allen To Gabriel Davis Touchdown pass To put him up And head
0: Allen has time Now here they come Throwing to the end zone. Was it caught? Touchdown!
3: Gabriel Davis with an amazing catch back in the end zone to put Buffalo back in front. I cannot believe, did he catch this? If he did, that is incredible. And I don't see any movement. When the ball hits the ground... In my eyes, called a touchdown, and there is nothing that I see that says that that will be overturned. What an effort from the rookie out of UCF! Unbelievable, amazing catch by the rookie. I, you know, I I like that they've been using in the first couple weeks, despite all these other receivers that they have. Um, and then it also gives you know, the whole drive was great. You know, Josh Allen's another fourth quarter comeback. It was just. You know, really good. Loved it. Mike, what about you? Yeah,
1: I agree. The bill at that point it was seventeen twenty dolphins, right? Third quarter. Um, or it was third and goal from the sixth, rather. And Ellen scrambling around, right? And it was such a bang bang catch. Like you think, geez, I hope he got it. you had to really slow it down. Like, there's no way, but geez, what body control to All the way to the ground. It was awesome. Pretty sketch you'll ever see. And then to to make it 24-20 at that point. It's awesome.
2: I'm going to go I did love that play. That was one of my favorite plays of the game, but I am gonna go a little bit in a different path. I'm gonna go defensively. And we talked about how the Bills struggled defensively today, but on one play in the third quarter, the Bills were up 17 to 13, and there was a huge fourth and one stop, fourth and goal stop on the two yard line. To to give the ball back to the Bills,
3: and once again on fourth down, spread formation. Flores rolling well the dice. The pass is incomplete. Wow! Right through the hands of Preston Williams and Fitzpatrick. Can't believe it.
2: And it was it was such a big play. It would it ended up being a big play because the Dolphins didn't score then. If they had scored, they would have gone up twenty seventeen. And you don't know at that point do the Bills actually win the game you know 3128 you have no idea how how it ends up without that stop and it was just it was a huge uh Oliver had a had a big uh first first and goal stop on that on that drive um Oliver who we thought was injured at one point with a leg injury and he ended up coming back in was huge on that drive and then Levi Wallace I know that the guy the uh receiver on the dolphins dropped the ball but Levi Wallace it appeared had him dead to rights and had him tackled so that he wouldn't have made the first down if he had caught the ball. So uh, I thought that was a great stop by the defense. As much as they struggled today, their goal line defense was was really good in that drive. All right, let's go into our wall of famers and wall of shamers for today's game. Uh, John, actually, Mike, why don't you start us off with who are you going to put on your wall of fame in today's win? Wall
1: I think it starts and ends with Josh Allen. He followed up his best game last week with an even better one this week. Um, I saw Diggs as an elite receiver, I think top ten in the league now. Um, First time I saw that from him as a bill. And I would say Brian Dable, keeping his foot on the gas in the fourth quarter is awesome to see. Haven't seen that in 20 years. Um, So those three really stuck out to me, but I'd go Josh Allen.
2: Love it. John, what about you?
3: Yeah, definitely Josh Allen. 400 yards, four touchdowns, another fourth quarter comeback. Um, I love him.
2: What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. (laughs) What's not to love about Josh Allen? Yeah, it's got to go. I got to go with Josh Allen, too. I mean, how can you not? I mean, the guy's guy's on pace to, you know, just have an an outstanding season. Um, So there was another stat that I saw today as well. Josh Allen leads the league in passing yardage after two weeks. 57 for 81, 729 yards, six touchdowns, zero interceptions, 122.9 quarterback rating. That's insane. If you were to extrapolate this uh, his season, he would have 5,832 yards. (laughs) So almost a six thousand yard season. So uh, which you know (laughs) he was struggling to get to four thousand yards the first couple of seasons. So let's just let's just skip the the four thousand yard milestone. Let's skip the five thousand yard milestone. Let's just go for six thousand yards. How about that? Wall of Do
3: you remember that, that one running play, that, that one running play Allen had where he was like blowing up a couple guys like Tecmo Super Bowl?
2: Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. That was a good play. That he had like he the one where he fumbled at the end.
3: No, <laughs> so they got it back. <laughs>
2: well they, isn't that the one where they called they blew the whistle early and he it looked like he could still make another four or five yards. They just wanted to protect him and then he fumbled it. <laughs> yeah. He used the truck stick yeah, on that, that one. Remember the the Madden truck stick? Just <laughs> bowled over Kyle Van Oy. And uh, I mean, these aren't small guys. It's not like he's doing this to DBs. Like, these are like, you know, 250 pound linebackers. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to, in the Wall of Fame, to obviously Stefan Diggs. He had an amazing game. Stefan Diggs was unbelievable today. His best game as a Bill by far in the two games that he's played as a bill, but Tyrell Dodson has an amazing game, but li- let's really give it up to the people that were live feeding the game from the stadium when there was a power outage. So like there was a 20 minutes span or so, or whatever that we couldn't see any of the game on TV. And so Rachel Bush, Instagram um, Jordan Poyer's wife, Rachel Bush was live streaming the game from her um, Instagram account. And then there was uh, the bills backers of Miami, were live streaming the account too Which was actually a little bit better In my opinion it was a little bit better of a, of a vantage point Than Rachel Bush's So that was pretty cool to see It kept us in the loop I watched the Stefan Diggs touchdown from their Instagram live So thanks to the Bills backers of Miami For doing that Now let's go into our wall of shamer For the game Who should we put on our wall of shame 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 so, John, I'll start with you on this one. Who do you have in your wallet chain?
3: Uh, we got to go with uh, CBS, Nate. CBS. It's um, so, okay. You yeah, have a little power outage. Okay. They don't have like a battery backup or generated around a couple of cameras.
2: You know, what, what is this? The Amish? Like, what, why you can't, you don't have something figured out for like the most important things. I mean, people that work in electronics or power generators or whatever like they have backups for the most important things right Like so that if you lose your primary power you're not completely screwed right cbs so so i'll just go into my wall of shame i'm i'll I'll ask mike his but yeah it has to go cbs can't broadcast shit so mike who's your wall of fame wall of shame i
1: feel like like the bill's defense i know it just doesn't seem like they adjust coming out after halftime and in this instance we had a couple different stoppages, right, with the lightning delay. Um it just seemed it felt like they come out flat, didn't adjust, and the linebackers, I know they're backups, but the pass defense, I thought really hurt the Bills today.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good when the defense was was pretty rough today that the Dolphins had over 400 yards of total offense. That's not ideal, especially when you're talking about a top 5 defense supposedly, but um, again with the Milano and Edmonds injuries, you just gotta hope for next week against the Rams that the that at least one of the two is back and the Bills can kind of you know go get back to a more more of a dominating defense. I'm gonna also give so an honorable mention to the to Dawson Knox because he did have that one catch for thirty eight yards that we missed because CBS wasn't broadcasting it. and then and then he, he had a fumble right after. So then that turned the ball over for the Bills having a good after a good play. Um and then he dropped a pass um on for for a first down in the second quarter, so um, just Austin Knox just struggling so far this season. Um, struggled last game a little bit, struggling today a little bit. Um, again, I'm not low on him. I just I just think it's going to take a lot more time for him to develop than people think. People think that you know his second year as a tight end is going to be the breakout year. I think it's another year or two away. I'm still optimistic about him, but I mean he's definitely showing his flaws um, so far in, in his second season, and uh, let's just hope that he can. You know, improve like Josh Allen has, and just make a strong push and, and and clear up those uh those ineptitudes. Let's go
1: to ineptitude. Sounds a little strong, Nate.
2: <laughs> it's the only word I could think it's of.
1: Like the 18th century schoolmaster <laughs> chastising a pupil: ineptitudes, <laughs> Jeez. Inef-
2: uh, inefficiencies. How's that? That's better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over to our Twitter first. John, Right,
3: am I wrong, John? No, nah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, maybe just mistakes.
2: Mistakes, yeah, you're right, mistakes and ineptitudes. Hey, wait, if he's if he's if it's a continued mistake that it has been happening since last season when he led the league for tight ends and and drops, I feel like ineptitude is is or or is it ineptitude a trait that you can't overcome? Because it sounds a little bit more permanent than when I say it like that, doesn't it? Okay, it's not definitely not. Okay, okay. Well, then I apologize. It's not. It's not that. It was a poor choice of words.
1: It's kind of like you you criticize, and apt does make it sound like it's the whole person (laughs) that you despise. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Rather than the one play,
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's fair. I take that back. I retract that statement. (laughs) Uh, Let's go into it. So after every game, mistake, mistake, mistake. Yeah, after every. After every game on Twitter, I post uh, who's on your wall of fame and wall of shame for today's game, and uh, I I pick out the best ones to read on the game recap. And first off, we have in Mike Taylor. Mike writes in, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen. I'm going to ding them for a slow second-half start, but you can't argue with 417 yards and four touchdowns. Absolutely. Mike Taylor, and I think you brought up this point earlier too, uh, Mike was just the slow second half start. Now you mentioned it having to do with the defense and I believe the offense was right in the same boat. They just couldn't, they had a three and out um, to start the half and they just couldn't get anything going up until about the fourth quarter. So uh, yeah, Mike, Mike nails it on the, hits the nail on the head right here. No ineptitudes from Mike on this tweet um, wall of shame, the receiving defense. <laughs> there were so many yards after catch every time a Dolphins receiver, caught the ball. Honorable mention, Mike freaking Gusecki. Good lord. Yeah, wall of shame. Well, he's a wall of fame for uh, the Dolphins podcast recap, but yeah, it was a tough one. Mike Gusecki just owned the ball. The one
1: ball. catch he had was incredible.
2: Was it the touchdown, the last touchdown that he had, where it was one-handed or just another one-handed oh, catch? No,
1: it was, it was like 17-13 with four minutes left in the third at that point, and he was just just the ball was behind him and over his head and he just stuck his hand up and
2: yeah, yeah, I remember. Them? I remember it. I couldn't remember. He had a couple of really good catches. That, that was s- that was the one across the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was amazing mm. today. It's like Travis Kelsey out there, and uh, dude, I was speaking of the game. I, I was really pissed when the Bills, you know, they got the ball back with two minutes left in the first half, and I'm like, oh sweet, you know, like it's the two minute warning. The Bills get the ball back. Like this is a chance for them to go up another field goal, at least maybe a touchdown you know, to end the first half. And not only did they not do anything on offense, they gave the ball back to Fitzpatrick, and Fitzpatrick marched the offense down the field to get that field goal, um, which luckily didn't end up making the difference in the game, but it could have easily made the difference in the game, you know, because it, they just they just moved. The, they were at the, their own, like, I don't know, 35, and they marked. They said they needed 39 yards. I'm like, oh, well, they have, like, 40 seconds. There's no way they're going to get 39 yards. And sure enough, like, three plays later, and that might have been a uh Catcher, you're talking about one of the many. Mike Grammison, wall of fame has to be Josh Allen, 400 plus yards, tied third all time for a Bills quarterback. Just waiting to see what the Allen haters say this week. Wall of shame, the linebackers this week, and Levi Wallace. Linebackers were nowhere to be seen in the middle of the field. Play action hurt us. Absolutely. You guys, this is something, this is a new segment we should bring to the podcast every week. is what will the Josh Allen haters talk about this week? Because last week, even though you know the Bills won, even though Josh Allen had over 300 yards passing, he had a 70% completion percentage. They were just the highlights were just him missing those two wide open passes in the end zone, one to John Brown, one to Dawson Knox. And this week, if I had to guess what the Josh Allen haters are going to talk about, I think it's going to be that one pass where he airmailed it, like. That wasn't even close to John Brown going down the field. And then like two plays later, he actually hits John Brown in stride for that touchdown. So I'm guessing that's going to be the highlight that uh, the Josh Allen haters from Pro Football Focus or whoever is out there are going to point to. Because I really can't see another big play that he screwed up. Chris Oligret writes, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen dropping dimes all day long. Wall of Shame, the defense for giving up 328 yards and two touchdowns to Fitzmagic. Notable Wall of Shame mention, the broadcast going out. Richard Griswold, Richard W. Griswold, pardon me, Richard. uh, Richard W. Griswold is in. Wall of Fame, Josh Allen's deep passing game. Josh completed passes of 48, 47, 46, and 38 yards. Knox fumbled away the last. Brandon Bean, he he also has his wall of wall of fame, Brandon Bean, acquired Diggs in the offseason for low first round draft pick, 8 for 153 yards and a touchdown. Wall of shame, the Miami defense. The Miami defense fail versus the crossing pattern. Megatron is in.
0: Oh, it's a lady.
2: She writes, wall of fame, Josh and Diggs both showed up when it mattered. Wall of shame, Dawson Knox can't keep dropping the ball and the defensive line we showed we were hurting without Milano and Edmonds. Absolutely. Good call. Everyone's pretty much choosing Wall of Fame as uh, Josh Allen. And then Stefan Diggs is in there as well. John Banks writes, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen's stat line. That's, that's elite. Josh Allen had an elite stat line today. Wall of Shame, the third quarter, which we seem to not show up for dating back to last season. Excellent point by John. We talked about that a little bit earlier. The Bills, for some reason, I always thought that they— they normally game-planned really well coming out of the half. They just seem so flat-footed the last couple of games, um, both on offense and defense. Um, luckily, the, the the offense somehow managed to, uh, to muster up some life in the fourth quarter. Dave Thorpe writes in, Wall of Fame, Josh and Diggs, as probably everyone will say. Yes, they did. But uh, that fourth down goal line stand changed the game. Absolutely. Thank you, Dave. Is my sweet sassy Malassi play the game? Wall of shame, Wallace got destroyed by Fitz. But some trash ref calls, too. The McKenzie blindside block, you need to be blind to call that. The Hyde personal foul was garbage, too. Player of the game, play of the game, he has as his Gabriel Davis diving touchdown catch. Good call there. Yeah, what'd you guys think of that? We didn't bring that up. The Isaiah McKenzie blindside block. um, That was, at the time... And I saw it bang, bang. I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. You can't do that. But the, the other moment, it was like he was running right towards Isaiah McKenzie. So there was no way that he couldn't see him because <laughs> the I think it was Zach Moss had the ball. He had the first down. It was a long run. And he was running right next to it. So it was just like the guy just clearly wasn't looking. It wasn't Isaiah McKenzie's fault. Um, he didn't clearly try to take the guy's head off. Um, I think it was, it was a garbage call. Did you guys pretty much agree on that one?
1: Yeah, I agree yeah absolutely
2: okay all right Devin Brown writes into that when he said that Colin McKenzie was absurd what even constitutes a downfield block now it was funny John Feliciano um, tweeted it must have been from his living room because he's because he's rehabbing his torn pectoral but uh, he, he wrote that it was just a garbage call too I never saw Hyde's personal foul they didn't show that one on instant replay and um, in the instant replay that they did show of the actual play, Hyde wasn't anywhere near the ball or near a player, so it was just that was that was a weird call as well. Normally the Bills aren't good enough to win after the refs screw them on a couple of calls like that, but this is a different team, man. Adam Talmage is in. Adam writes Supreme. He writes Supreme Wall of Fame. Josh Allen. I didn't even know we had that category, but he's adding it. Supreme Wall of Fame. He has the Wall of Fame digs. The regular, sorry, the regular Wall of Fame. He has as digs and the wide receiver crew were incredible. Tyler Bass bounced back. Need him to hit everything today, and he did. We didn't mention Tyler Bass earlier, but Tyler Bass was one for one for thirty-nine yards and four for four on extra points. So uh, I guess you can take comfort in the fact that that one field goal he did hit was longer than any field goal he's hit all season. So that's a trend in the right direction, um, and we definitely needed every single. Kick that he made today, with as tight as the game was, he misses one of the, he misses that one field goal attempt, and all of a sudden you're you're talking about the Bills possibly losing today. Wall of Shame, he writes Levi Wallace, he got exposed by Fitzmagic. He also writes the linebackers, Miami had their way in the in the uh, in the red zone or in the zone and allowed them to pick up big gains. John Banks is back in again, and I'm going to read his because he also brings up the fact an, a very underrated Wall of Fame. Is Brian Dable's faith? Josh missed the wide open digs on third, uh, on third down on the first drive, and Dable dials it back up again. Same thing on the smoke touchdown. Missed the play before, runs that shit back. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Hashtag Bills Mafia. <laughs> so great call by John Banks. I, I, I'm really, you know, we we had that off season podcast about you know the curious case of Brian Dable, and it was, it wasn't so much that. He couldn't do it, it's just that he really hadn't done it. And then after talking with Joe Biscalia in the offseason and saying, Hey, Joe, you know, you you watch the tape every week. Um, you watch the Bills game plan. What is it with Brian Dable? Is it is it the coaching? Is it the strategy that you know Dable employs every week? Or is it the execution by his players or maybe the lack of talent he has? And Joe Biscalia was like resolutely saying it was absolutely the execution by the players, it was not Brian Dable's. Play calling. So, um, you know, and you're seeing it. A lot of the Bills' media are high on Brian Dable. A lot of people that watch film are high on Brian Dable. So, um, you know, it's showing. It's showing this season. And his confidence and in, 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 in faith in, in Josh Allen is huge. So thanks, thanks to John for bringing that up. Good call. Devin Brown is in. Wall of fame is clearly Josh. Anyone still hating on him after today can't be taken seriously. The Wall of Shame is Levi Wallace. Poor bastard got beat, beat like a drum all day. <laughs> Amber is in. Amber writes in Wall of Fame. Josh and Diggs, Wall of Shame. Levi Wallace getting openly bullied and not being able to do anything about it. See, I, I now that like five people have brought up Levi Wallace, I didn't think he had a good game. But I didn't think he was absolutely terrible today. Now, one of those passes, um, he was like bumped off the route by like A.J. Klein, and it ended up being a big gain for Gisecki on that one. Um, I know Levi Wallace didn't have a great game, but I don't think he got absolutely abused. Did you guys see it that way for Levi Wallace? Because he clearly didn't make our wall of shame, so he struggled, but I didn't think he was the reason why the Bills' defense was terrible. I thought it was more the open, the middle of the field, not Levi Wallace's uh, boundary receiver.
3: I think those are some good points on Levi. Um, I, I think, you know, honestly, it's probably a bit of a combination of the two. Um, but I, you know, I don't think it was atrocious. I mean, I guess we'll see on the all 22, right? Um, but yeah, I, I, there's some good points there.
1: Oh, well, I think it was Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick had a really good game, carved up the zone coverage with the two starting linebackers out. Um, Miami found the matchups and coverage and just exploited them in my mind. I don't think we'll ever say Wallace is the best cornerback on the field, but. I wouldn't put it all on him either.
2: Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, the boundary receivers. I thought that were just killing the Bills. You know, the boundary receivers being um, in this game, the leading receivers, Isaiah Ford and Devontae Parker. Um, it was just Mike Giusecki just crushing the Bills over the middle. The Bills just had no answer. And you can't. You can't give the wall of shame to like um, Tyrell Dodson or whoever. You know, should be in the middle covering this game. You know, covering the tight end because. <laughs> Those guys were out. The ones that normally do that were out, and you know that they would be, uh, they would be playing a lot better going into that. Beanie, do we know their status for next week. No, I mean we didn't know that they were going to be out until uh, I believe Saturday, Friday, Friday maybe. We didn't know they were going to be out, so um, up until that point, um, we didn't know. It's a good question. I don't. I I have no idea. I think they were just taking a day to day, but we don't have have a clue if they're going to be ready for this Sunday's game against the. Uh, The Rams, which is a great time to bring up the fact that the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network, all of the great shows on our podcast network, uh, Jamie D and Big Newt, (laughs) Rumblings Q&A, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, uh, Bruce Exclusive, Buff Hub. I mean, we'll have you believe we'll have you all ready for that. So stay tuned to um, the podcast network and we will update you on the Milano and Edmonds injuries as it goes on. Beanie writes Wall of Fame. Allen obviously has a career-defining game, but also, Bean, think about all our wide receivers compared to a few years ago. We have some talent. We have some serious talent now, which is a great point. I mean, what are you th- you're talking Josh Allen's first season that was Kelvin Benjamin. Now, Kelvin Benjamin was traded for halfway through the season. So um, before that, it was Zay Jones, Jordan Matthews, and uh, it wasn't Anquan Bolden because he retired like 10 days after signing with us. Um, Yeah, it was a rough crowd. It was a rough, rough crowd. Great, great point by Beanie. Wall of Shame, CBS in Miami weather, but Levi Wallace got beaten a few times. Also, I sure do miss Milano and Edmonds plugging up the middle. And that does it. Thank you guys so much for writing into our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers. We just, as a podcast network, this past week reached uh, 1 million downloads. For all of our shows here on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. So I just wanted to tip my cap to um, my colleagues on the Podcast Network. Wanted to get um, just slightly nostalgic because this is our fourth year podcasting together. Mike, John, and I as a group. Um, Here's a quick quiz to you and to Mike and John. Do you guys know roughly, just give me a rough idea of how many podcasts we've recorded as Circling the Wagons. Even before we joined Buffalo Rumblings get a guess.
3: Seventy-five.
2: Seventy-five, Mike. Over.
1: Over. <laughs> Seventy-six, it, man.
2: It's about one hundred and fifty. About one hundred and fifty episodes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys. John must be having fun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it seems like I was yesterday. Gonna say
1: about twelve hundred. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what it feels like, right? Uh, no, about one hundred and fifty, which is really cool. We joined. Uh, Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, for those that don't know, we've got a lot of new listeners since we first started the podcast network. Um, 2017 was our first season doing it. And man, we should, uh, maybe in the off season or something, we should release our very first podcast. Um, do you guys remember what it was about? It was such an obscure topic. It was in the off season of 2017 after McDermott came, became t- coach. Do you remember what our first episode was about? The theme? I remember the theme like it was yesterday. Like the title of the podcast. No idea? That's okay. You don't? No idea, right?
1: Was it Back to the Future Related? <laughs> <laughs>
2: a little bit. It had to do with that theme. It was not Back to the Future Related. It might have been, actually. That might have been one of the themes of the podcast. Um, but it was the juice is loose, in parentheses, again, <laughs> because we were talking about O.J. Simpson being freed from jail. That was our first podcast together as a group. So that was pretty fun. Um, I think I got the best podcasting advice ever from my like then- Seven-year-old nephew who was listening to it because at the time it was just like, oh, it's a fun project. Like me and my friends are doing this. This is cool, you know. At the time, we were excited to see, geez, like, like literally twenty downloads, and be like, dude, like I would text you guys updates during the day that week. Like, dude, like twenty people listen to this this episode we did. Like, that's insane, right? Like, that's crazy, and. And so, like you know, I had like a couple of family members listen, like give us some feedback, and I'll never forget my nephew, who was seven year old seven years old at the time, said this was his constructive criticism. Nobody cares what kind of pizza you're eating. <laughs> Podcast, mm-hmm. and um, I told him to shut up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was it was like yeah. So as you can tell, we don't talk about what we're eating, what we're drinking. Um, we've come a long way since then. Uh, we have talked to a lot of different people and uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm thankful that we have this thing going on with Buffalo Rumblings. We were the first podcast to start up the network and then Matt um, started his own podcast right after to go along with the network of the Rumblings Q&A. So um, we started and we basically migrated over the, the network and then, you know, a lot of podcasts have come and a few have gone and yeah, it's just been—it's been, it's been a really cool ride. Um, it's a milestone for sure. Just want to let you guys all know that we appreciate you guys listening to this. Um, this is fun to do, and um, yeah. So, does anybody know what the bills? And OJ
1: is still out looking for the killer. <laughs> <laughs> all these years later,
2: <laughs> hasn't found him yet. Oddly enough, <laughs> no. Hasn't found one other person. He's checking
1: every golf course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's also you know, looking under every memorabilia shop because I see a lot of OJ memorabilia <laughs> out there he's definitely not at a memorabilia you know what's funny is there's not been one other person with even close to a motive <laughs> <laughs> other than the scorned ex-husband
1: <laughs> to kill OJ's ex-wife
2: yeah. yeah isn't that weird um, <laughs> uh, do you guys know what the odds are for the Bills game against the Rams next week
1: what do you think there, Nate? You're always quizzing us. Let's turn the tables on you.
2: So the Rams are traveling across the country to Buffalo, right? Or, or or is it in LA? I can't remember.
1: Nope, they're in Buffalo.
2: In Buffalo. So the Rams are 2-0. and The Rams
1: first game, right? Yeah, I was just going to tell you. I guess you know better than us. The Rams are beat the Cowboys, right? 2017, first week. And then 37-19 this week against the Eagles.
2: Yeah, I don't know if the Eagles are a good team anymore. Um, After losing to the Redskins, well, not the Redskins, sorry. Apologies. Um, The football team? They lost to the football team in week one. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, so I wouldn't say that the Rams have a defining win. I mean, they did beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a good team, but that was in L.A. Um, I'm going to say the Rams are definitely going to be favored because I feel like there's still a bias against the Bills, and them just barely beating a bad Dolphins team won't help them. I'm going to say the Rams, uh, you get three points for being a home team. I'm going to say the Rams are favored by one. John, what do you think?
3: Um, If we're going closer to, I'm going to say it's a pick 'em.
2: Currently, the
1: Bills are favored by three.
2: <laughs> Jeez, not even close. <laughs> John, you weren't close either that's just a point of
1: obviously away. home game for the bills neutral site. It would be a, a pick or a toss up game, but, um, yeah, I'm surprised too. That's awesome. Especially we, we all of course are above the fray and have no bias, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we always think, uh, national media or betters. Maybe don't see the bills as much, um, smaller market team, maybe don't get the exposure. So I was surprised too, for sure. Um, maybe that's one to look at.
2: The Bills, if the Bills win next week against the Rams, watch the Bills to just like just fly up the power rankings to be 3 and 0 and actually have like a they, they they beat an undefeated Rams team, even if it's in Buffalo and the Rams have to travel cross country, that's going to be I mean the Bills are going to be considered a, a top team, especially if Josh Allen looks almost as good as he did today or it, it, in week 1. As good as he looked week 1. I mean, the Bills are going to be a a top 10 team in the power rankings, top five, top five, maybe. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I think it's a real good barometer to see where we stand because we fully expected today's game. It felt like the Bills were in control, but at the end of the day, a little bit closer than what we would have wanted. And like you alluded to earlier, they didn't cover the spread. So it's early, but you'd like to see them take care of business against the Rams for sure.
2: Yeah, even if they beat the Rams like they beat the Dolphins today, I think I still think that's a huge win if they just barely win in the fourth quarter with a touchdown and you know to go up and then you know even if the Rams drive, I, either way, yeah, great, great call, Mike. So we're gonna sign off. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, um, keep it locked into the Buffalo Ramblings podcast network. Um, actually, wait, quick, I, I almost forgot the giveaways. I can't believe I almost forgot the giveaways. So we have four giveaways going on right now. We have. Um, on Instagram, CTW pod, like circling the wagons pod. Um, we are doing a giveaway for a 24 by 16 walnut cutting board that has a Bill's logo on it. That is from our buddy, uh, at Graham woodworking. And he's doing this contest. So just, just scroll through our pictures and just tag two bills fans for that. And we are doing a drawing, uh, on Monday for that Monday night. So get in on that. We're doing an Andre Reed signed Jersey giveaway on Twitter. So find us on Twitter, at CTW pod, like circling the wagons pod and uh, search for that and uh, retweet it and tag to bills fans. And then we also have our podcast specific giveaways. These these are the giveaways that we only, only do for our podcast listeners. Um, If you leave us a five-star review, leave us your Twitter or Instagram or Facebook handle. And uh, on there, uh, leave us a review mentioning CTW pod circling the wagons, whatever. And also, like I always mention, leave, leave a review for one of the other shows or all of the other shows in our great podcast network, and uh, we'll put you in a a list. We have some giveaways to do. We still have that black signed John Brown jersey, and I'm also going to give away a Devin Singletary jersey today um, that we just recently got. So I'm going to give two names now. The first one to get back to me gets their choice of the John Brown jersey or the Devin Singletary jersey. So the first winner is Meg Believer. That's M-E-G Believer. I believe that is Meg from the Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame Twitter contest. So Meg, if that is you, uh please message us as soon as you can. Let us know if you want the John Brown or Devin Singletary uh jersey and then the next winger or winner rather is Mark H 1010101. <laughs> so he is the other winner. Of this contest, so Mark H one zero one zero one zero one, you are the other winner. So the first person to get back to me gets their choice, and the other one still gets an awesome jersey. So thank you guys so much for listening. Keep it locked into the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network, and we're gonna sign off. The next time we talk to you, hopefully we're talking to you about the Bills being three and zero. So for John,
3: let's go Bills sixteen and zero Super Bowl, Josh Allen Hall of Fame, Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean. Let's go Bills.
2: <laughs> for Mike.
1: Being undefeated feels great. Fun to be a
2: Bills fan. For me, Nate, LA is going down, Gary. Hopefully, we're 3-0 by the time we're talking next week. Go Bills.
1: Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's charlie, tango, whiskey, pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.